Uh, uh, I'm right, sitting there 54 help. going, fuck, maybe less drugs, more celery would have been a good, good idea. <laughs> it's a good hashtag motto. <laughs> less, less drugs, more celery. Celery. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, a year from now, when I look really good and I'm really healthy and I'm in a really good place, we're gonna remember that hashtag. I'm just gonna look at you guys and we're gonna less drugs, more celery. I made a choice. October 2021. I made a choice. I'm gonna just readily show up at like your funeral service one year. Because I'm assuming that I'll still be alive. I'm the oh, yeah. I'm the baby of the oh, podcast. No. Anybody, I'll still anybody, be alive. Anybody yeah. I'd ever done a podcast with are invited to the funeral. And most <laughs> so of you I are am going. say something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I'm gonna bring like a slideshow, but there's only gonna be one slide, and it's just gonna be <laughs> hashtag less drugs, more celery. And it'll just to... be me doing like a, a wellness talk to the kids in the in the <laughs> In the audience <laughs> i'm trying to help out i'm trying to help out the next uh the next generation don't make the same mistakes that i did celery yeah. is actually not that bad when you break like, it whoop. down into smaller if you eat a big fucking thing of it yeah it's a problem but when you break it down into there's little peanut bits, butter like, there's cheese whiz yeah there's that's to make it yeah that's, that's where you yeah. get your that's where you get your zest from yeah. peanut butter some cheese whiz but still the foundation for your life needs to be celery not drugs <laughs> Yeah, we should all be healthier. <laughs> Josh, it's ten thirty in the morning. Ten thirty beer. Yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> Fuck well, you guys! <laughs> <laughs> wow, my coffee looks weak now. Now, <laughs> Yahtzee. Oh, wonder why we get off topic on this show. Oh, you know what? Screw that. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Scott just reaches over. He's got a spoon and a lighter going, yeah, boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, <laughs> the pain goes. Oh, we're doing this, are we? <laughs> now I feel like I can truly be myself around you guys. I mean, it's shit you don't even know about. I've melted this tinfoil. I'm going to drip it into my ear. Check this shit out. Oh, you're not even doing that yet? Oh, that's, get on my level. Maybe that's a Surrey thing. Get on my level. Okay, okay. Now, which of you Maroons has ever played basketball before? In the Matrix, hail. Hello and welcome to the Van Slam, Vancouver's only NBA podcast to our knowledge here on the Area 51 Sports Network. I am your host, Joshua Griffith, and of course, joined as always by the one and only Sean Bowman, or Sean Warren. <laughs> Sean, how's it going today? <laughs> Who are you calling a jive turkey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at the two names and Maximum <laughs> Boverdrive. Come on in, Van, and welcome to the Slam. Oh, he's got celery. <laughs> he's got <Woo>! celery. Guess <laughs> <laughs> we know our cold open. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> fantastic, gentlemen! What's happening? Um, obviously, <laughs> still in the NBA off season. We have uh, some. Some interesting news coming out of media days. We have some interesting questions being asked by one David Letterman. Um, <laughs> Josh, may, may I interject for a quick second, please? Absolutely. Have the floor. 
Thank you. Um, fuck you, Ben Simmons. <laughs> I get that I, out of the way real quick. I, I yeah. feed the floor. <laughs> I was gonna say we have some Ben Simmons news, and and that pretty much sums up the Ben Simmons news. Uh, Joel Embiid had some interesting comments. Uh, finding out some fun stories from the New Orleans cassowaries between David Griffin and Zion Williamson. I don't know if you guys saw any of those rumors, but uh, excited to chat about the uh, the chance that David Griffin went and serenaded Zion on piano in his hotel what? room in the bubble. What? Uh, it's Sorry. been okay. I've we'll been, start with that. All right, I, I, all right. Here's the thing. <laughs> I've been in a remote location. For the last seven days, I am very not caught up on what's going on in the NBA. Here's the things that I know. I know Kyrie Irving's insane. Yeah. I yep. know Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the fucking best. Yes. Yeah. I know the Ben Simmons uh, 76er saga has gotten even worse. Mm-hmm. And a dickhead has come out and said, oh, yeah, it's not good for you to play with Embiid. It's not really fit my style. Uh, I know Embiid countered that with the tale of Jimmy Butler. Uh, which has infuriated my blood, and then that's it. So let's start with this piano serenade. Yeah, I this is news to me too. I, I missed the piano serenade. So it's it's being disputed by or disputed by both of them. They both said that doesn't that didn't happen. They it's like I don't even play. <laughs> oh, piano. that means it did. The, but I guess mm-hmm. Nola.com came out with a big story about everything that's happening in New Orleans with the cassowary and. And Zion Williamson, and now it's reported that he's got a broken bone in his foot. Um, mm. So uh, apparently, yes, the story came down that during the bubble to try and get closer to Zion, uh, David Griffin came into his hotel room and played him a piano tune and also um, gave him the book The Alchemist to read as a giant bonding. I'm trying to think if the piano tune is the first thing I go to. And I think it's like Camp Town Races. You think he's bobbing some Vanessa Carlton, do you? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Making my way downtown. Making my way down court. <laughs> Guys, I think it's really Watching good. I think it's the simple. Teammates I'm... won't pass and I'm home bound. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I hear that song, I just think of the movie White Chicks. With, yes. um, I'm so mad Very that true. movie basically, you know, claimed that song as its own because oh. that could be a funny bit. Else, it deserves to be in a better movie. Man, the it focus does. and determination of Vanessa Carlton to rock on that piano while in the back of that moving truck. Oh, man. Right? What, what an athlete. What an athlete. Great music video. And a great song, too. But I, I think it would have been more simple. I think it would have been the one where you just kind of. Rolls his knuckles and goes do 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 do, and he would have been like looking up, like Zion, look at it, look, I'm playing a song. I'm doing this for you, Zion. Are we bonding? Are we bonding? Please don't leave New Orleans. Hey, Zion, don't be I know we suck, but <laughs> you can make us better. There it is, yeah. <laughs> nice. The only so, thing is, so not only not only has have we all agreed this happened, this also went on for hours as he <laughs> yeah. cycled through all of these songs, rewriting them for Zion and how sucky his own <laughs> basketball team is. He's like, can I? Zion's like, can I go to practice now? Nope, I'm almost done. No, I've got, got a couple tiny, more. I've, I've got you a got real humdinger, uh, tiny dancer cover coming up uh, in three songs. So you sit right where you are. 
Hold me closer, Zion Williamson. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> we will win a game guys, someday. Guys, I'm really sad. This may be the only story we talk about all season that involves someone doing a hotel room piano serenade of an NBA superstar. It may be. It may be. I, I was going to say, that. let's hope it not. It might be. We might need to, to do a whole segment. This on off of this like have an inspire a segment where we we do piano rewrites of different storylines that are happening in the nba at the time <laughs> can you can either of you Harry play the piano? Irving get vaccinated <laughs> sean can you play the piano no i can't oh, he's the lyricist of course oh, okay. not. Um, yeah, I'm the, i just do the lyrics moment well, <laughs> do you play piano or do i, do I need no. to learn in the so next i week? need to find something to do in my role because lyricist is taken uh piano player still vacant and i don't know i guess i'll just i'll just coach yeah well if, uh, if, if david griffin doesn't want to be a general manager anymore maybe he can come be our uh yeah we need, we'll kind of just have him for the, like the guest yeah, make him like the the Letterman piano player that uh, the Canadian oh, guy. Man. Somewhere, yeah. Daryl Morey sending an invite to Ben Simmons to a karaoke jam. Simmons <laughs> like, no, no, no. <laughs> like, oh my god, he's gonna fly out to California to visit me. No, that's not gonna work. Ooh, karaoke jam that may just work. <laughs> we will withhold eight million dollars if you don't come to camp. Ben Simmons. This iced coffee has juiced my lyricism today. We're we're good. Apparently, it's fantastic. What a great story. So, who has come out and said that this didn't happen? Both the both the fellas. Yeah, both sides. So, who is saying that it did happen? It did happen because it feels like that would be a two-party thing. Nola (laughs) Nola dot com. There was obviously obviously more stories, but that's the one I focused. Somebody just happens to be in like the closet hiding. They're like, I cannot believe this is happening right now. I got to write this for (laughs) Nola dot com. I was here waiting for another (laughs) scoop. I did not. I thought there'd be some negotiations. I thought there'd be a little colluding on what top name players to go after. I did not expect a piano serenade that lasted for four and a half half hours i'm glad i was here that's the lead off to the show that's the news for this week thank you for uh tuning into the van slam it it was clear that this was not the first time he leaves the the closet both of them see him and they both look at him and go no one will ever believe you (laughs) he's like yeah write it go ahead write it yeah do it <laughs> i guess i guess there was some other stories with the uh, the news coming out about zion williamson uh and having a broken bone in his foot that's more that's injuries secondary news for the secondary. big man <laughs> secondary news he's in the hospital he's got his leg all up on the boot fucking piano wheels in don't worry i got this guys <laughs> I'm going to make him feel better right here. Doodly doodly doo. Sing me a song, David Griffin. <laughs> Sing me a song tonight. <laughs> Do I regret bringing this topic up? No. <laughs> so, Sax, I feel like we're almost done talking about it. And then that may be uh. it for piano serenades. <laughs> we, can, we can throw them in. If you, if, if you get a catchy tune about another team that we're talking about. 
No, but yeah. the news story has I'll, to be there. It has to be like, you know, <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar sat down on the piano to teach Kyrie Irving a thing or two about a thing or two. And yeah, yeah I need... Oh, man... Okay, let's yeah, let's talk about the Kyrie Irving and and the Bradley Beals and the Andrew Wiggins of the NBA right now because I love um, despite NBA allowing them to have cross country travel restrictions lifted to play in Canada, some of the the places in the states where these teams play have such harsh restrictions that. Kyrie is set to lose about $18 million and Andrew Wiggins is set to lose about $17 million if they continue to not want to get a vaccine. can't play home games. <laughs> they straight up can't play home games. <laughs> so well, what do you two think of these idiots? Uh, so we seem to be at the finding out phase of fuck around and find out, uh, mm-hmm. which is which is good. Uh, yeah, you know, your your choice, all that sort of stuff. Great. But, you know, there's also going to be consequences. So, yeah, hit him in the wallet. Fuck him. That's my big thing through all of this has always been sure, like freedom of choice. Absolutely. But freedom of choice does not mean freedom from consequence. <laughs> you can do whatever and say whatever you want. That anybody can, you have the freedom to do that, but there are consequences for your actions, both good and bad always. And so unfortunately, like for them that, that they're going to find out, right? Like, and that's, this is the consequence is that they haven't abided by the health mandates that the league is following. Um, I mean, loosely uh, compared to the oh, other uh, yeah. leagues or like, like you compare it to NHL and NFL, like they're they're a lot more stingent on these um, than than they are. Uh, the NBA has been oh, fairly loose Sean, with it. Just look at their dress code. <laughs> yeah, it all started with as soon as they lost the ties. It's a loose league. <laughs> but like, I'm I'm surprised because usually um, the NBA. I don't want to throw around like just the weird, like the blanket term woke, but NBA seems to be a little bit more um, progressive as a league. No, they um, than most. One hundred percent. I was I was very surprised to see that they were so backwards on this one. That um, out of all of them, like the NHL is expected to have ninety eight percent vaccination rates. NFL is looking much better than the NBA. Uh, so for the NBA to have like top level athletes and like LeBron coming out and as much as he's vaccinated now, like being like, oh, I get it. Like I had to do my own research and blah, blah, blah. And you, like, okay, I was yeah. like, this is your opportunity, LeBron, to come out and be like, go get vaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> like, why you have is, the platform. You why? have the pedigree. And, and you're like, everybody has their reasons. It's a tough one for everybody. For me and my family, it made sense. No, dude, it makes sense for literally everybody. There's a global pandemic happening right now and millions of people are dying. If uh, you were to tell me, <laughs> if you were to tell me, hey, the loudest voice encouraging people to get vaccinated and stuff uh, out of the current NBA, the loudest voice is going to be legend Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I'm like, and no like fucking Draymond way. Green. And Draymond, yeah, I'm like, no I, way. Um, There's, no, a lot of players are going to stand up and speak out like this is a social responsibility sort of thing. No, it's going to be someone like, you know, LeBron fancies himself a real leader of the people and all that stuff. Yeah, no, LeBron will say something. No, he did his own research. Fuck off. 
Yeah, agreed. He was, had, like, he had what, what do you mean you did your own research? You're a basketball player. Like, that's like me doing my own research. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. I, I defer to doctors. If the doctor tells me this is what I should do, that's what I do. I don't think about it. I go and get it. Oh, you're just going to do what the doctors are telling you to do, sheep? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I've got option, cancer and they're telling options, me that I need chemo, I'm yeah. like, okay, I need yeah. chemo. If, if they're my... telling me that there's a global pandemic and I need a vaccine for it. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to go get that vaccine. Here are your options. <laughs> Listen to specialists who've studied this, you know, the better part of their entire adult lives, uh, or at least science like this, or uh, figure it out for yourself. I'm yep. lazy as shit. I don't want to figure it out for myself. Also, I'm not going to reach the same conclusions. No, they're experts. Sure. No. What you guys say goes. I didn't what go to am school. I, find I didn't go to school for, for <laughs> years and years to learn all about this stuff. To, uh, I didn't go, period. Yeah. Who the fuck am I to be like, oh, I don't know, guys. No, I traveled and worked instead. Yeah, me with my uh, dogwood certificate. I'm, I'm like, hmm, no, no. Doesn't, um, doesn't add up. I, I tell you, I learned a lot working <laughs> at a video store uh, at a high school. So uh, I'm going to use the knowledge that I formed from that. I watched the film's Outbreak, um, you know, Pandemic. a couple times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to use that knowledge. Uh, not you actually being a smart person going to school. Did you, fuck off, LeBron? Facebook is where I go to my to see my experts. Uh, if my aunt Susan says that it's happening. It's happening. It's, I go to I go to Reddit. Um, here's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing. Right. So it's now coming out. These players feel a certain way about it. Right. It's much like in your lives. We're not going to mm -hmm. get super soapboxy here. But you mentioned Facebook. You see Aunt Sharon saying the shit that she's saying, like, oh, no, Aunt Sharon, they got Aunt Sharon. Or you see people who went to high school, was like, oh, no, Billy, fuck, Billy was good times. Ah, damn it. Now it's to the point where, you know, you've seen the players come out, and you can't help but be disappointed. I mean, mm -hmm. Duncan Keith, to uh, put an Angel spin on it, Duncan Keith talking out of his ass about stuff. It's like, yeah, okay, great. That just validates everything I felt about Duncan Keith for a long time. Mm -hmm. But now looking at the NBA – uh, I'm not a huge Wiggins guy or a Kyrie Irving guy, but I really liked Bradley Beal. And I'm mm -hmm. disappointed to see that Beal is falling into that uh, that camp. It's, it's a bit of a bummer. I thought Dame Lillard came out with some great comments about the whole situation, just how he's been getting shots his whole life. Um, you know, he's, he got shots before college. He got shots in ele elementary school. Um, he, he's like, I'm not a, yeah, basically what we're saying. He's not a doctor. He's not a scientist. He's going to yeah. take the stuff and he's going to, you know, and, and I really keep like everybody end, around him safe. Yeah. I really like the end of that quote where he said, and I'm also going to the Philadelphia 76ers. The full, <laughs> the, the full quote I was, was what I really liked. I was going to say, there's really only one player that I was like, yeah, that makes sense. So that's Ben Simmons because he doesn't take any shots anyways. So, mm. <laughs> <laughs> It's Boom. his life motto. Boom. Well, I had my caption. I forget when I got my second wow. shot or whatever, but I was like, I'm going to use this somehow to riff on Ben Simmons. Uh, it was back in, I think, July, and I'm still I'm, I'm still not over it now. Um, I don't I'm, know if Ben Simmons has got his shots or not, but I had to take that jab he at him. He doesn't take it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just doesn't take his shots. Yeah. yeah. I'm no, uh, hey, what's the difference between me and Ben Simmons? I'm not afraid of two shots. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Ducking and weaving. Boom, boom. I see you guys saw the uh the, the astronaut post about Ben Simmons that I tagged yes. you. It was in. Wonderful. 
it, very good. It was very perfectly good. fitting. So why why doesn't this guy just show up to camp like just fat suited like James Harden? Uh, like, do you think doesn't have the personality to pull that off? Like, no, it's true. Harden I, is like a villain. I so can't he doesn't see. Doesn't even have the dedication. Honestly, I don't think villain? he can. No, if he went to camp now after everything that's yeah. happened. No, you can't. Like you're not... gonna get booed by everybody. Like it's gonna be nasty. So they docked him the eight million bucks or whatever. They're not gonna pay him. And mm-hmm. then now uh, his camp is saying that's essentially a declaration of war. Fuck right off. I mean, declaration of war. You didn't show up. You don't get paid. Yeah. If I don't go to work, I don't get paid either. And you've been talking shit in the <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're like yeah. <laughs> These consequences are not fun. We don't have consequences. Why didn't I get paid for today? I just stayed at home. <laughs> Fuck it. It's ridiculous. And I think I mentioned this on the show previously where I'm kind of of two minds of it. As much as I would love them to sorry, fucking get rid of this guy, get something in for him. Let's compete. Let's go for a title and stuff. All well and good. But I also really want to see an example made here of you can't just be a pouty bitch and force your way out of a contract and force your way out of a team because in no league is that more apparent and more common than the NBA and someone needs to take a stand and make a point. And I mean, it obviously it hurts Embiid's uh, window. Right. Mm -hmm. And if they were to go the long way with this, you'd see probably Embiid would want out because this guy's in his prime. Now he wants to win a title, but man, would I ever under different circumstances love to see him go, okay, cool. You will not play in this league for the next four years. You will not be paid in this league for the next four years. When your contract runs out, feel free to go wherever the fuck you want, but that's going to be almost half a decade from now. I would adore that if it wasn't my team. It seems though that the NBA and players like it's got into that, that the NBA players are able to make these power moves to sign these max deals with the teams that you know they're still with yeah folk and and get beyond the bird right stuff and and have full control of their destiny be like okay well i've signed this contract because i want to get the max money but i don't necessarily want to play here like i think it's a problem we could see with zion williamson coming down the line too after his rookie contract like the bench it's been poking me go ahead sean it's given the nba players like a prima donna reputation like like you, you talk about other sports, and and nobody thinks of of their athletes in the same dramatic way as the NBA players have. Like that reputation is is solely on basketball. That like, like how many times have you had like a a hockey player, or a football player, or a baseball player do what we see often in the NBA? Like very seldom. Like and. And even then, it's to a much, much lesser extent. Like, it's like a depth player that's trying to make a move for their, like, personal reasons and stuff like that. They're not, like, trying to, like, strong arm a, a franchise, yeah. you know? Like, it's it needs to be fixed. totally different. It needs to be fixed. And the thing that really fucking gets my goat about mm-hmm. Ben Simmons has been poking me. Every time the guy opens his mouth through his agents or whatever and puts quotes out there, I get more and more angry. But the thing that really got me this week was him saying that, uh, yeah, he doesn't want to play with Joel Embiid anymore. Nothing personal, but it doesn't feel like Embiid's play style meshes with his own and allows him to be the player that he wants to be and feels he should be. Uh, and then Embiid clapping back with, essentially dude this, this is why we went out around you yeah this yeah. is why we <laughs> went out and got horford this is why we didn't bring back jimmy butler because butler and simmons they basically had to make a decision there butler wanted to stay they i made mean, the wrong one 
Yeah. <laughs> hated, I mean, he yeah. hated Brett Brown. Brett Brown left a year after he should have. But uh, yeah, they basically committed to Simmons. You know, essentially, this is Simmons' team, you and Joel. But it'll run through you, Ben Simmons. Jimmy Butler, see you later. And then, you know, you know how heartbroken Embiid was because him and Butler got really close and really enjoyed playing with each other. Uh, yeah, it's infuriating to see Simmons go, oh, okay, well, it's not really geared towards my style. I was like, bitch, they tried to do that. Yeah. Yeah, they literally brought on like the shooters, Tobias Harris, they, they Seth Curry, yeah. um, as, as spacing perimeter players to give Ben Simmons the opportunity. I think what is something that I laughed about with Joel and B said, he's like, I didn't, I don't want to go and stand beyond the arc, but I will do it. I, I'm playing a stretch five. We got all these other pieces around for Ben Simmons, a Ben Simmons led offense, and, and then he just goes up and does this. Like it's. I couldn't I couldn't believe he was coming out and saying that shit. And props to Embiid for coming out and kind of pointing out like, yeah, well, you know, we could have just kept Jimmy Butler then. Mm-hmm. And Clutch Sports, the agency that represents Benson, has been interesting in how they've played this situation. Um, would have thought that we've would have heard more from them. And Ben Simmons, it just kind of seems to be like tacky leaks here and there whenever they want to get a rebuttal out for something they didn't like that the 76ers said. Uh, I mean, it's childish. I don't know how there's going to be a resolve. Like, I, <laughs> to me, a- I don't see a resolve. There's the, the only resolve is a divorce, right? Like, there's no, the, there's no the resolution 70, here. The 76ers aren't in a rebuild. Let's get some first round draft picks. Like, they're no, in a, we it, need a great player for Ben Simmons, and they need to package it, Simmons in some kind of package for a superstar talent. They That's need to be, they need to they're going to end up giving up first round picks, I think, yeah. to get rid of Simmons <clears throat> for a player about 75% of the caliber of Ben Simmons. Yeah. If they're lucky, they get it, someone. It, yeah, to that if guy. they're lucky, 75%. With everything that's gone on with the fact that this is, you know, Ryan Kessler all over again for Canucks fans. Mm-hmm. It's just like, here's a guy who, you know, his options are I'm going to sit out or I'm going to go to one of these teams. And I want well, to go and then to there's California. Not many teams, yeah, not many teams that it makes sense for them to go and acquire Ben Simmons either. So that's the hard part. Like if it's, I don't know, like he's not a future piece. Like he's a player that's in his prime. See, taking all that out, taking out that there aren't a lot of systems, you can just drop this guy in where he's as effective. Also the money. There aren't a lot of teams that he could fit in with that could afford him or want to take the risk on him with the public meltdown that happened in the playoffs and how he's conducted himself off the court throughout all of this. I mean, I'm sorry if I'm an NBA general manager, I'm not exactly fired up by uh, videos of you just dominating at the Y in a pickup game. Oh, he's yeah. hitting that gym. Ooh. Oh, no, I he's know, hitting it's... the elementary school gym. Yes, he yeah. is. Good for him. Yeah, he's going he to be a be. great he's a professional player athlete. Yeah. for the Sacramento Kings one day. <laughs> sure, whatever. It's like I, I really like I'm hearing a little bit of like Denver rumors. I can't I see that. it again. The money. No, nope. um, there's no fit in Denver unless well, they give up one back. of their. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. N- nobody. Right. They're good. not giving up Jokic or Murray. No. Now, so oh, yeah. Now that's where I love the NBA though, because unlike other sports, you get those three team deals. 
right? So all these trade possibilities are still wide open because even though the initial dance partner might not uh, fit where they want to go with him, there could be somebody else that, okay, can package some picks. And yeah, yeah, and that's where I think this this is not going to be a one-team trade at all. That's why I haven't given up on the Lillard thing either. Yeah, same. It is far too complex for it to be uh, Philadelphia trades with Sacramento, Philadelphia trades with Golden State. You're going to see three teams involved in this at the very least because yeah, could be this more. is complex and messy. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see a like a three or four team trade. Like it, it's going to be, it's going to take that kind of maneuvering to to make it happen. What's the record? Seventeen trades. Eight team trade. Let's get half know. the league involved Let's... in this deal. <laughs> I would fucking love that. Could you imagine? Oh, it is a 15 team trade. All right. We are going to spend the next hour breaking down what this means for all 15 <laughs> teams involved. I would die. That just Goran Dragic going to <laughs> go. Somebody, <laughs> yeah. Somebody getting around seventh to... round. Dario yeah. Saric has been traded within this deal six times. <laughs> Technically, he was on all these teams for yeah. a cup of coffee, and he wound up with the Orlando Magic. Okay, that's what Dario Saric is now. They got Markel Fultz back somehow. Markel Fultz is a 76er again. No one knows how the fuck that happened, but here we are. All the GMs on the co- conference call, they're like, so who do we have and who do we give up? <laughs> Can you just like We're not sure yet. We're still trying to work it out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I could see some maybe not to that extent, but I could see something like that happening for sure. Like I I four teams. If there's Why a not? fifteen if there's a fifteen team trade, uh, I will never watch another sport ever again. It's NBA for life. <laughs> it's That's true. It. Yeah. I'd not, be even so not even equestrian. Not even equestrian. Not even not even boxing. the ponies. Why nope. not? Nope. Sorry. Yeah. It is NBA Wait. forever. No dressage? <sighs> Ooh. Don't paint me to this corner. <laughs> Don't restrict say, me like that. Yeah, where I gotta say that I, I turn my back on my beloved dressage. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, well, uh, did anything else tickle your gents fancies from media days? I did want to go back to this this uh I know we kind of left it already, but the vaccine things. Rolling Stone did their article on like Kyrie Irving and the vaccination issue in the NBA. And I just kind of wanted to really quickly read this paragraph because it is so mind blowing to me, all of it. Like it just continues to escalate in, in is it a, insanity. Is it a Kyrie quote? Uh, there is no Kyrie quote, but it is about Kyrie. Oh, okay. So yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll preface that. Like obviously him as being vice president of the executive committee of the players union, He's done a lot of really cool things. Like he's done a lot of donations. Uh, he's helped out a lot of businesses and people through COVID. Um, but like this is insanity. So I'll, I'll I'll read the quote now. Irving, who serves as a vice president on the executive committee of the Players Union, recently started following and liking Instagram posts from a conspiracy theorist who claims that secret societies are implanting vaccines in a plot to connect black people to a master computer for a plan of Satan. This Moderna microchip misinformation campaign has spread across multiple NBA locker rooms and group chats, according to several of the dozen plus current players, Hall of Famers, league executives, arena workers, and virologists 
interviewed for this story over the past week. I beg your pardon? <laughs> <laughs> what? That's that's a published quote? That's pub- this is that's a published, published news? quote in Holy Rolling Stone books. magazine. That's um, nuts. I read that and I was like, bro, no. Like, okay, first off, everybody's getting this vaccine, right? Like, it's not black people, white people, purple people. It's it's everybody. And w- w- what? <laughs> <laughs> Kyrie just like has this level. He's like, yeah, you think that this is the craziest that I can get? Huh. Just wait. I'm going to go up one more level. Oh, and like, I'm a little just, bit worried about the next level that Kyrie could take. He it makes to. it really right? easy to keep hating the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, he does. Yes, he does. Yeah. Well, and like, like I was saying, I know that Kyrie's done a lot of really good things off the court that don't get a lot of attention, right? Like, um, through throughout COVID, and there's lots of businesses and people struggling. He's really donated a lot um, and, and supported a lot. That said, like this type of thing hurts so much, not just for the NBA and the players that. Uh, pay attention and, and care about what he says and thinks and shares, but also like for himself, uh, for his image, like, ah, oh, man, I just, I don't know. Like, how do you, how do you warrant him having that kind of position in the NBA PA um, when this is what he shares and provides? Like, I just, I don't know, man, it's, staggering to me to uh, uh, comprehend very very vocal very very public face of the pa and everything and you know you could at least in that position measure what you say right okay i'm gonna make this comment you can leave a lot you know in the in-betweens of your words that's fine but when you're liking and it, it happens a lot in sports now where people read a lot into what you're liking what you're retweeting and stuff you got to be really careful with that because if you're liking it you're basically advocating for that opinion and that sort of stuff is way out there and mm-hmm. troubling yeah yeah i i just like uh i just kind of found a, a little nest egg of of different things that Kyrie has done that's that's good um just so that there's a balance here um but like Kyrie has donated $323,000 to combat food insecurity amid the COVID pandemic uh he donated 200,000 Beyond Burgers to NYC Food Bank um committed 1.5 million to support N- or WNBA players who opted out of the 2020 season it's a lot of good um, stuff and and produced hashtag say her name Breonna Taylor special uh, and called for action there. So there is good things that he does that to me, like when you see those things, you're like, yeah, it makes sense that he has that position. But then he does stuff like this and you're like, damn it. Like, yeah, where did you go wrong here? You know, like what happened here that that led you down this path and, and led you so astray on this? Like, I. I don't know, man. Like it's it's really it's disappointing. It's disheartening. It's a frustrating situation. Yeah. And I mean, as you know, we kind of talked about LeBron James being a face of the NBA. Like, well, what good could Kyrie Irving do if he stood up and, and was a face of, of this in the United States and and pushed vaccines and and yeah, yeah. 
That's a, yeah. it's, head, it's a head scratcher. Yeah. Yeah. So um, did you guys catch uh, David Letterman's media availability with, by, uh, <laughs> with Kevin Durant? I did not. What happened? <laughs> His hard-hitting question that I really liked was, can I call you KD? Why do they call you KD? And then Kevin's answer, <laughs> well, uh, you see, my, my first name is Kevin. Uh, so that starts with K. So K. Uh, and then my last name is Durant. That starts with D. So K. <laughs> but I, I, was like, was like, hey, I love the answer too like that just killed me <laughs> if you would have been like well my first name is Kevin that starts with a K and um, my favorite uh, type of dog is Dalmatian which starts with a D so that's why they call I me really KD. like craft dinner so they yeah. call me <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it didn't look like he was having any of it um I guess it was tried to be played off as a bit. I mean, I got a good, great laugh at it because I like David Letterman, and it just, he was just basically like him ripping K- KD. Um, <laughs> like that, KD played it really well. I thought, like, I thought that he played it really deadpan and funny. Um, yes, I don't know if that was intentional or not, but it was. It was. I, I thoroughly enjoyed Kevin's responses. That's part of the end when he's like, geez, they let anybody in here. <laughs> David Letterman's walking away. I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Hard hitting analysis from, from David Letterman. <laughs> there wasn't uh, there wasn't much other exciting stuff besides the you know the COVID. There was the regular NBA quotes. Um we're getting it, we're getting close to preseason, boys. We There's gonna be we actual have- legitimate hoops sooner rather than later. It's well, and I'm basketball I'm games tomorrow, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. and I'm excited. Toronto is back home in Toronto, playing this year, um, in front of fans. Like that's that's good stuff. Like that that feels like we're close. You know, like that. It's not that that's like a major keystone moment for this whole pandemic. Because in the grand scheme of things, what do sports matter? Uh, but it, it does feel like it's closer to back to normal when stuff like that happens. It's a it's a monumental moment that you can look to to say like, this is kind of, they're back home. We're starting to get cross-border travel again in leagues. Um, it's good stuff. It, it just feels like we're closer to some resemblance of normality again, which it's been a long time coming. Well, us ourselves are going to be, you know, real close to being able to go to like Canuck games yeah. and stuff of that nature. Uh, Joshua, you've been to Whitecaps games. Yes. Mm-hmm. Back with fans. That's been, that's been cool. It's been, uh, it's been exciting. <laughs> Remember during the NBA playoffs, it was like, hey, fans are back right on. Then every single game, there's a fan being a total asshat. People throwing <laughs> oh. water bottles and dumping popcorn and running oh, onto the man. court and says, like, welcome back, fans. There was, again, every single game, there was some sort of chicanery or nonsense. Uh, and Have you guys not seen Malice at the Palace? Yeah. <laughs> that's why. Keep your damn yeah. drinks in your head. Netflix is like, we got to release this documentary now. I don't care if it's not finished or edited. We need to put it out there now so people know not to do this shit. Because, yeah, people throwing bottles, throwing drinks. Yeah. Like, do you want to get, do you wanna get punched hands. in the face by Steven Jackson? Because that's how you get punched in the face by Steven Jackson. Also, I would love to be so comfortable with money that I've got no problem dumping a $12 thing of nachos or popcorn on somebody. Right. Or throwing a $9 bottle of water at somebody. No, I'm drinking. <laughs> 
sucking every drop. I'm sucking that bottle to get every single drop of water out of there. It was $9. Once it's empty, I'm tipping that thing upside down. And like, if I'm, there's any moisture in there, I'm like gerbling it out. Like, I'm tapping, <laughs> this is me tapping the bottom of the bottle, getting every drop out. Guys, you know what you do? The trick is you go to the bathroom and you refill it in the washroom so you don't have to buy oh, another the, one. The, the oh, yeah. Oh, the, if I see are, you at the urinal, uh, no, no, you just got to make sure you don't touch anything with it. No, no, no. Josh that, filling it up in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big scoop. Oh, they call water this bottles. This one's lemonade. Now, guys. Come on. Yeah. We're in 2021. It didn't on the ferry. <laughs> I had to jump in line at the white spot and fill up my water bottle there. Oh, that's because BC Ferries is horseshit. Oh my god, and that brings us to uh to our ad break, which mm -hmm. I'm going to I just hope it's uh, not for BC Ferries. It that is not a it, good lead. It is, a, <laughs> it is a uh, it, it is a reverse <laughs> ad break to not take BC Ferries. There's a Helijet, uh, seaplane, Harbor Air, amazing. BC Ferries is horseshit. They will not be sponsored on the show. Will Look not at be this guy. Hella, hella jet. You're the yeah. guy dumping the $12 popcorn on people. Not giving a shit. You're taking, you got hella jet money. He's, he's up in the, he's in the hella jet pouring out his $12 bottle of water into the ocean where there's plenty of water already because he's, he just doesn't care. Dude, I'm barely a step above taking a rowboat. Over to the fucking <laughs> island. And you're Sean, talking about taking planes and helicopters swimming. and shit. Yeah. In 12 I'm minutes when I get to the terminal, there. they'll give me another bottle of water. I don't really need it on the plane. Or on that I just <laughs> I just don't like how the ferries have different alignments on the top of it. Some of them you can go right to the front of the boat or right oh, to the yeah. back of it. Some of them is like, oh no, there's this little offshoot here. Uh, and you have to stay like right there. I was like, no, let me go front of the boat, back of the boat. Why are these things all designed differently? I don't like it. And they, they, got got rid of, uniform. they got rid of their Wi-Fi because too many people were using it. Well, that's yeah, that's for. the point. Uh, yeah, you expect me to just use my own data to watch my porn on the ferry ride? On. Get what out else, of here. What else am I supposed to do in my vehicle for yeah. hours? I want that's that shit in 4K, things. but I cannot afford the data <laughs> charges <laughs> because I'm on the ferry. You know how tough it is to watch grainy porn? Yeah, I was oh, fucking 11. Worst. Yeah, it's all, <laughs> it's all scrambly on my phone. I'm getting really nostalgic about it. Like, oh, I remember back. Yeah. And how yeah, do you know back. what's coming next? You know, you like, don't. you don't know. You're sitting there and you're like, plumber comes over. Cool. Now what's going to happen? And then it cuts out. And you're like, now I'll never know. Now oh, I'll fuck, never I'm, know how yeah. this ends. Yeah. I meant sports highlights, by the way. I don't that know was... what I said. I meant, I meant watching sports <laughs> highlights. Um, that's what i was talking about too yeah, 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 yeah. It's, a, it's an anti-ad just flushing so shots yeah yeah so bc fairies you goofs boo this yeah. is our first anti-ad this is well he brought up he brought up bc fairies and i'm just i i literally have i, a I can't i hate. can't a good conscious you know what are some business decisions that they've made because again they are boats and you know how i feel about boats so I, both. I can't go too hard on the concept of bc fairies and the service that they provide <laughs> but the company itself boo just dominating the water dominating <laughs> the water you think you're hot shit <laughs> I'm going to cover a percentage of the planet. Okay. All right. I guess we won't go anywhere then. I guess we're stuck here. Uh -uh. We're hey, landlocked. Guys I, guys, I got an idea. Boats. Oh, 
game changing. You ever on a boat, you just look down the water, just smugly do a little John Cena, you can't see me action. Just taunting mm-hmm. the water. Hey, where's Bowman? <laughs> We're all going to get some white spot on the ferry. Where's Bowman? <laughs> oh, he's on top deck taunting the water. <laughs> you think you're hot shit? You ain't nothing. I'm all, I'm all over you. I'm gliding over top of you majestically, and I'm not even wet. Not even a splash up here. You can't you even know? reach up here. Get on my level. You can't. Ocean. You know what the biggest flex on water is? What? Submarines. Oh, we're going to get all into your ears, but we're going to be live. <laughs> we're going to be alive. We're going to be. You'll be all around us. Every Hang side, completely surrounded. I'm dry as a bone. Yeah. You got nothing you on got me. You got nothing. You can't get in this metal <laughs> tube. You suck. You're the worst. You oh, you got so lots cool. of pressure. We oh. can we can handle it. Yeah. We can oh. handle it in our submarine. Oh, what? You think I'm nothing without my boat? Is that right? You think I'm nothing without my sub? Boom. Scuba gear. I'm all <laughs> in it. Look at my body. Oh, come and get it. Oh, no. I can breathe underwater. You suck, Ocean. You're the worst. I think my favorite thing for that conversation that I said was that we just steal their pets and we have no regard for them. It's just like we just go in, we're like, whoop, pull up, pull one of their pets out. We're like, we're gonna eat this. This is a tasty treat. And sometimes we steal their citizens. <laughs> we don't even want that shit. We just want to prove you that throw we it could. back. Yeah, you know what? Here it is everybody get a picture. Boom. All right. Get the fuck back in. <laughs> Look there. what we got. You. Yeah. You are we you we are discarding you. Right? <laughs> Owned. Yeah. We don't even want to eat you. We Just don't want gonna, anything to do with you. We're gonna we throw wanted you back. a picture. That's it. Just to, you know, solidify our dominance. And then yeah, the fuck back in the water. We don't care. <laughs> I love this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> What a perfect segue to our next segment. <laughs> yeah, effortlessly. Bas- basketball yes. movie book club. Yay! All right, let's oh, do it. Man. Well, you're not playing like it. All season long, we played our game. Right now, you're playing there. Our minds, from what I hear, this book is quite stimulating. You got a dream? People can't do something themselves. They want to tell you you can't do it. I said it before and I'll say it again. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. Sexy, baby, you don't need me. Sexy, all right. Uh, basketball <laughs> movie book club is in session, gentlemen. A cinematic classic on tap for today. If you listen to the show regularly, you know that we're talking about the 2008 oh, quotable basketball movie machine. <laughs> 
semi-pro with a Rotten Tomatoes score of 22% fuck right off. Uh, yeah, this thing, Will Ferrell, Andre 3000, Woody Harrelson, who some of you might know as uh, Woody from Cheers or uh, Carnage from Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and only those two things. Hey, uh, what about uh, White Man Can't Jump? Boom! There's the third thing. Thank you very much, Sean Warren. <laughs> this is the second Woody Harrelson basketball movie. Uh, also part of the Woody Harrelson basketball movie universe. Mm. Because I'm pretty sure Billy Hoyle's, uh, you know, uncle or dad or whatever was Monix. I think that's how it all goes. Uh, yes, yeah, so. set in the 70s uh, around the ABA merging with the NBA and the fledgling Flint Tropics led by owner power forward, head coach, general manager, and halftime coordinator, Jackie Moon, played by Will Ferrell. Uh, guys, let's just get into it, because this is this mm-hmm. movie's bonkers, but in such a good way. I didn't realize how many of the quotes from this movie, oh, like the non-sequitur ones, lived in the lexicon with me and my friends for years beyond yeah. seeing it. There are a couple I'll rattle off for you right now that we just would always say out of context, not even referencing semi-pro. Um, what's your problem? <laughs> what's your problem? <laughs> yeah. So I'll tell you, Will Arnett and uh, Andrew Daly being the commentators. I like, I'll tell you what, sometimes I uh, feel I might suit up tonight. Sometimes I, uh, you know, miss that, uh, miss those dreams, you know? Well, sometimes dreams can, t- or he's like, I still dream of glory sometimes. Well, sometimes dreams can turn into nightmares. <laughs> What's your problem? What's your problem? <laughs> <laughs> that one and the other one that was huge with the Fred group was um, Dukes. So Jackie Earl Haley, who's a particularly smelly hippie uh, who hits a <laughs> half or uh, not a half court shot, a opposite free throw line shot for a large check that says $10,000. Um, when Jackie Moon asks him, so Dukes, uh, what do you do? Nothing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just laying low. <laughs> hey, yeah. What do you, are you guys hungry? What do you want to eat? Nothing right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, so basically the Flint Tropics are a joke of an organization. Low attendance. You got fucking Jason Sudeikis bringing his own nachos from home. When oh, Jackie is trying to run a business. Uh, <laughs> such a random scene too like my I favorite is what, that he's completely undeterred by what just happened like him throwing his nachos trops. everywhere let's go, go trops. let's go trops yeah <laughs> uh, and then it's announced that uh the aba will be merging with the nba but unfortunately only four teams are going the spurs the nets the pacers and oh what was the fourth team they're all nba teams. Nugget, oh. nuggets 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 yeah, yeah. and um uh, then uh, Jackie Moon and the other owners vote on, okay, well, it should be just those four teams that are the most successful. The top four teams should go. So starts the narrative of the movie where the Flint Tropics trade their washing machine for washed up former NBA champion on the bench, uh, Ed Monix. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and, and, and there we go. And there we have basically the narrative structure of the movie. Yeah, like we had an extra washing machine and we didn't really need it, and they did. Yeah, so we had to pull the trigger on this. You know, we needed it. I know when I knew they needed a washing machine, we had to pull the trigger on this. I have just one question. <laughs> How did they win that vote? Okay, let's remember that scene where they're in the thing, right? And mm-hmm. then so it's like, is it eight teams in the ABA? 
right? I think so, yeah. yeah. Okay, so the rule is that the top four teams were not going to go. It was going to be the most successful four teams. Maybe there was 10 teams then. I'm thinking there has to be 10 teams because if it's four that are automatically going and then four that aren't going that want to vote for the play-in, the commissioner would have to be the deciding vote. (laughs) How would the top four teams sect get that vote? Makes no sense. So they're like, we're going to the NBA. This is gravy. You guys, however, just get this little check and you guys can skedaddle. I'm going to look that up. I don't think there were 10 teams. And I I love that you got all the, um, the anchorman people rolled into this one too. Yeah. uh, You know, David Kackner as the, as the commissioner there. Um, <laughs> Rob Kurt Cordroy is as the boyfriend, as, yeah. As yeah, the Monix lover. lover. Yeah, it's so yeah, good. that was so funny. Was, <laughs> his character might be the most random part of the whole movie, just like how much he loves Monix, but <laughs> <laughs> like even more than his own girlfriend. So then when his girlfriend cheats on him with Monix, he's like, yes. Yes. <laughs> You're like, God. I'll call, I'll call you. <laughs> she was talking to me. He's like, <laughs> he was oh, talking okay. to me. Yeah. All right. Sounds good, man. Um, this yeah, this was probably one of like along with Anchorman, one of the movies that I got lots of my my quotes from. I mean, just anytime you call somebody a jive turkey, yeah. Just wait, you just call me a jive turkey. Like it, when someone says that, you know it. Um, Tim Tim Meadows just did. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna get back in when this cast gets off. I'm gonna be in. I'm gonna be shooting three. You're not on the team. You're a terrible athlete. <laughs> you broke your arm playing in the driveway with me. You were terrible. <laughs> You're not going to play for this team. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Andy Richter in there as well. Like the supporting yeah. roles, Matt Walsh is father, Pat, like ev- they're all <laughs> oh, so every good. single person cast in this movie. Absolutely nails it. Even that stupid son of a bitch. Vakaitis. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, Vakaitis well, maybe you're English from some weird country <laughs> called Lithuania. <laughs> he doesn't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> He's ugly as shit. Vakaitis. <laughs> The introduction right at the beginning just like sets the whole movie up. Like this is what you're getting for the next hour and thirty minutes. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Where's where's uh where's where's Clarence? Oh he's not here. Okay. Uh, what's his name? You're in. Uh he's like, Didi, you're in. He's got the biggest his wife's got the biggest boobies. <laughs> I swear they're huge people. They're a little too big for my liking. No, they're perfect. They are perfect. Oh, show me, looks, show me a woman who doesn't like that. Looks, and I'll no, she looks structurally unsound. Yeah. yeah, she looks structurally unsound. Well, this is one of those movies of that time where you know Team Farrell, they just let the cameras roll and they could probably oh, yeah. just cobble together a secondary movie from all the unused <laughs> uh, footage. And all the lines that they didn't use, like they they just riffed for hours. You know they had to. Oh yeah. And then they just picked yeah. the best stuff and put it together. His brother is retarded, and it's like, oh yeah, he is. He's really retarded. He <laughs> reads, like, to, oh, he reads to him and paints some pretty pictures. <laughs> oh man, unreal. Was, was it Kristen Wiig as well? For a cup of coffee cameo in this? Yes. Yes. the I don't know. I just Dewey. started. Dewey. Dewey. <laughs> 
<laughs> Fuck this shit, Spumoni. I'm out. No, you got to get at least one round. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fight a bear at halftime. Uh, yes. Um, yeah, some of, some of the, my favorite moments are like are the the Will Arnett and Andrew Daly announcer stuff. They're great. They're yeah, great. So good. They're just. This is a better announced team than Dodgeball. Uh, Dodgeball yes. gets a lot of love for like uh, Pepper Brooks and uh, so Gary it's a bold, Cole. St- bold Gary strategy, Cole, bold Cotton. strategy, Cotton for Gary yeah. Cole and Jason Bateman's commentary team for Dodgeball. But this is a far superior commentary team. Yeah, yeah. I, I I heard some women actually prefer a smaller penis. You show me a woman that says that, I'll show you a liar. <laughs> Have you met well, Mrs. Miss, Pepperfield? Mrs. Pepperfield, for one, it's like oh, uh, dick. Luke, oh, you please, uh, Luke, you please uh, put out that uh, that cigarette. No, I like to smoke when I drink. <laughs> <laughs> or when uh, they're doing the interview with with Jackie Boot, it's like, yeah, thanks, Dick Pepper. Uh, it's Dick Pepper Field, actually. Yes, uh, <laughs> I feel like you know that. <laughs> I feel like you know that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just silly and it's bullshit. It's fun, but it also has some decent meat in there as well you know you look into okay uh ed monick's washed up player won a title on the bench so yeah he was in the nba but didn't really contribute anything and here's his kind of last ditch to like make an impact um and then you've got clarence also known as downtown funky stuff malone also previously previously known as we didn't get a chance to see him in this guy's in the movie but sugar dunkerton uh which was my favorite and then also Yeah. yeah coffee black him learning to be a more complete player, not just a showboat and everything. Although I do love the scene in the first game where it, like five guys are chasing him around the court, just him, and he manages to sink of three pointer with five dudes in his face. Uh, I can see was... you're not feeling it. Only if you're feeling it. I'm here. Yeah. I'm open. Oh, yeah. tell me I'm not watching those scenes thinking about Ben Simmons when <laughs> Jackie Moon keeps calling for the pass. Nope. Back to you. Nope. Back to you. Try again. Nope. Not feeling it. Nope. Yeah, and just so I have a story about that particular play. Okay, so I was coaching. Um, it was it was grade it was junior boys basketball in high school, and uh, the we were beating a team pretty bad. Um, and so the I've got them in a timeout, um, just kind of to tell them ease up a little bit, right? Um, and the the boys were like can we do the semi-pro play? And I'm like, you know what? We're beating a team by like 35 points. Sure. This is your one and only pass to do the semi-pro play. Did he and mean the alley-oop? No, no. It's <laughs> like the the pass it into Jackie Moon. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, feeling it, no. And they just kick it back out to the three-point line like a bunch. So they do that with the dialogue on the court. <laughs> everything the other team just straight up stops playing defense because they don't know what's going on anymore they put they've got their arms down they're watching them the two players pass it back and forth with dialogue and then i look up at the shot clock there's like three two and i'm like shot clock they throw it across to the other shooting guard and he hits a three-pointer buzzer beater on the shot clock and he hits it and i fall off the bench laughing 
Like that's a that's an effect. That's effective coaching, Sean Warren. That's good I, coaching right there. You got the other team. All right, think about this. In all the history of basketball, when has a coach gotten the other team to lower their hands and just stop playing defense and look around confused? I don't know if that's ever happened, except for Sean Warren. It it worked like an absolute charm, and I was I was hysterical like i was crying on the bench laughing i was no i couldn't even sit on the bench anymore like i was like laying behind the bench laughing and for the rest of the season i had to combat them wanting to do the play <laughs> i was like no no works, this is coach, a serious game they'll stop like, playing we do the semi pro <laughs> yeah and i'm like no we had that one pass it worked like a charm it was magic we do back not want to ruin that in. magic nope don't feel nope okay back in back in yep nope not yeah. Back, in. Back, yeah back to you back to you for the 30 seconds about, back well, and forth the best thing about that in the movie is that they cycled another person to make that pass so yeah. like, All right, switch it up and another person comes in and they keep doing the the back and forth <laughs> passing and then as soon as he, I love when he makes it, they all go and celebrate. And then you can see the other team just running down the floor <laughs> and scoring. <laughs> yes, that was my favorite. Too. Um, oh, and like, there was a full celebration. Like, like we had won the game at that point. Um, oh, I bet. In their mind. Like, we didn't matter after that. There was, like, a full, like, we won the championship celebration happening afterwards. And the other team was just laughing. It was it was amazing. Like what what team goes through that and then just starts laughing? <laughs> I remember I remember seeing it on Twitter, but Blake Griffin a couple of years ago did the exact same thing, and then he like posted. He's like, "Oh, it'd be sweet to do the Jackie Moon thing." And then like uh, an NBA guy who covers the NBA used to work for the Washington Wizards and their scouting department was like, "Dude, this was you," and he posted like the clip of Jackie Moon and him, and it was like. <laughs> the, the like carbon copy yeah it was just like blake griffin like dishing it out seven times and then i think somebody got like a foul call or like traveling or something <laughs> uh, yeah no we the the junior boys weren't quite at the level to do like alley-oops and stuff but they they sure they pulled the hell out of that that jack moon play <laughs> i i feel like semi-pro came along at not a super great time because Looking at Will Ferrell and the height, I mean, nobody rises to those heights without being torn down, right? Mm -hmm. You think about the time in the early 2000s where Ben Affleck was just a punching bag and everyone was just tearing him to pieces, right? Uh, outside of that, like Ryan Reynolds had that period where he was a fucking punchline and everybody hated Green his Lantern, guts. Green Lantern, RIPD. Like, again, he was a he was a joke. <laughs> Um, at this stage in Will Ferrell's cinematic um, resume, people were just kind of waiting to let's start throwing tomatoes now, right? Because um, this is, I think, a couple years removed from Talladega Nights. And Talladega Nights was yeah. 2006. And then you got Wedding Crashers, which was 2004. Or I think it was a small part in Wedding Crashers. But like that whole Anchorman was 2004. Mm -hmm. Old School was 2003. Blades so, of Glory. Blades of Glory was 2007. Felt so like people, every movie was a Will Ferrell movie. Exactly. Yeah. And people are just kind of lining up to want to be not necessarily the first to be like, uh, the formula's worn. This is not fucking good anymore. And this movie kind of came at the downslope of it, which is why the reviews for it are so poor. I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it's it fits in with all those other ones. You can't mm -hmm. love 
like Anchorman or love Talladega Nights and think Semi Pro is a piece of shit. Like, I'm sorry, it just yeah. doesn't work that way. There's too much connective tissue there, and they're too similar in style and structure. But I feel like, yeah, at this point, anything Will Ferrell comes out with, people are just going to take a bit of a shit on it. Well, and I was I was surprised looking it up that it busted like the budget yeah. for it was 55 million box office 43.9 million like they lost money on this movie and yeah. I, was, I was very surprised to see that because it's got i don't, I don't want to say it has a cult following but cult, like i would say it does in pop culture yeah like it, it seems to be a very relevant movie in pop culture like you said we quote this movie often in our lives people know the semi-pro play people yeah. people are familiar with the film but here's the thing is that there was another I talk about where people like he have to hit an absolute undisputed home run for people to not like shit on it. And mm-hmm. this he had two movies released in 2008. You guys know what the other one was? Mm. Stranger than fiction. No, that's 06. But good call. Yeah. Land of the yeah. Lost. Nope. That was, I think, 2009. Can we not uh, talk about Land of the Lost ever? <laughs> no, Land of the Lost. Hey, we will talk about Land of the Lost right this second. And it's one joke from Land of the Lost, which I still think about to this day because it's fucking hilarious. When he's stressed out in the lab and he loses his grants, and he's, um, I think he's stuffing, he's got like a jelly donut, and he's like stuffing it with M&Ms. And then the girl's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm just filling this donut with M&Ms, which is super helpful because after you eat the donut, I don't have to eat a bunch of M&Ms after. <laughs> Good stuff. That's good stress eating right there. That's good stress eating. Um, no, the other movie he came out with. The other movie he came out with in 2008 was Step Brothers. Right, which was a they which both was a came out the run. same year. Yes, wow. which even though that one only got 55 percent on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, when you look at it, you're kind of going, okay, this is of his movies of 2008. It's easy for Massive. this one to be over semi pro to be overshadowed because it's you know coming before. I don't think him out after coming before um, Step Brothers. Well, and was Step Brothers? No, that's I was going to say. Was that kind of the beginning of John C. Riley and him? No, because he had uh, Talladega Nights and stuff. A couple years prior, yeah, yeah. But so. uh, yeah, like we, we quote my friends and I, we've quoted Step Brothers for eons. Like, yeah, I think well, like Step Brothers, Talladega Nights, Semi Pro, Anchorman are probably the top four quoted movies in my group of friends like that I grew up with in high school. And like, even now, like somebody will, if somebody says something like that, uh, my roommate came in and called me a cocksucker the other day. And I was like, you just call me a jive turkey. No, he was like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> And like, we were both laughing. We instantly got it. Like, and there was nothing, no explanation or anything needed, but I can see how it would, I, I didn't even know that it, that stepbrothers came out in the same year. I mean, it would have dwarfed it. He had yeah. eight movies come out in four years. Wow. Will Ferrell did, right? We got Stranger Than Fiction, Talladega Nights, Curious George, the voice doesn't really count, Blades of Glory, Semi Pro, Step Brothers, Land of the Lost, and The Other Guys. So he, you know, oh bouncing between bouncing between good and bad there. Uh, then he had the campaign in 2012, Anchorman 2 in 2013, which had no hope of being successful. like that was a bad idea from the start should never even bothered i was so worried and yeah no not great but then beyond that where are the hits lego movie 
in 2014 voice or no he was live action that one uh mm-hmm. get hard daddy's home zoolander 2 infinitely worse than anchorman 2 daddy's mm-hmm. homes 2 uh homes and watson lego movie 2 and then eurovision uh song contest the one that was on netflix so that's where his career has gone essentially since this so a lot more Holmes and Watson may be the worst movie I've ever watched. I, I saw the trailer and it's like, you know what? This looks so fucking bad. I don't even think it looks bad enough to be worth my time. And I tried to Good watch call. it and I'm like, I'm going to give this thing 20 minutes, 20 minutes to get even the smallest chuckle or chortle from me. And if it doesn't, if I watch it stone face for 20 minutes, I'm tapping out. I'm done. Nothing. Not even I, close. It was horrible. I genuinely don't know why, but I went to the theater for that one. You couldn't and... wait. You're opening night. You're like, I don't have to wait in line for this. I can just <laughs> get like, my tickets in advance. Hooray. We wanted to go out and there was nothing really else playing at the time. Like it was basically like that was the big one. And so we went and watched it. And wow. Like I came away upset. Like I was like yeah. genuinely yeah. upset that I watched that movie. Like that, the time, the money, the energy had gone into <laughs> me watching that movie. I, I was, I was not pleased. See, like, here's the thing: that got ten percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Holmes and Watson did. So that's semi-pro, generous to me. It is so bad. Is technically, if you're going to go by Rotten Tomatoes, only twelve percent better than Holmes and Watson, which is, which is no man, trash. no yeah. way. So I guess if I could. I'd give negative tomatoes to Holmes and Watson. It was unoriginal, <laughs> yeah. horrifically not funny. Um. It made no sense the whole movie and the entire time. Like I wasn't even like we've seen dumb movies and been still entertained. Like I think about like hot rod and I'm like hot rods. Great. A Napoleon dynamite where you're like, this is a bad movie, but it's so entertainingly funny and in a bad way. It wasn't even that like it was nothing. There was a it was a nothing burger of a movie. Completely disappointing. Yeah. So, I mean, it's feels like semi-pro kind of you know fell by the wayside in the shadow of like Step Brothers, but like we still view it as a great basketball movie it's fun it's silly we all know what the jejunum is now uh, yes. <laughs> we saw yeah. the creation i love when father pat's trying to call like foul he didn't touch anybody when he did they do the alley well, then traveling <laughs> you, you can't step. do that <laughs> Jackie, you can't just fly through the air and throw it down through the hoop. <laughs> Whoa, we could just float now? That's what we could do? We could just float? <laughs> the other coach just in hysterics. Father oh, Pat my... is amazing in this. Oh, fuck you, I'll murder your family. <laughs> like, yeah, well, I'm gonna tell what your if your you mom said. didn't go to heaven? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's it. We're all out of here. <laughs> he takes his full size off. Fuck you, Pat. Yeah. We go to church together. Not, Not anymore. anymore. <laughs> a little runaway. Um, also, just the because uh, they deal coffee black to the Spurs because yes. they're not going to make it to the merger because even if they do finish in fourth place, which is what they're going for, they're still not taking them. They move the goalposts on them. So they invent the Flint, Michigan Mega Bowl, which is fucking hysterical. This ultimate trophy to play for is 15 feet high. Uh, but then they trade uh, Coffee Black to the Spurs to give him a chance to go to the NBA for everything he's done. And then during that uh, game against the Spurs, 
Jackie gets injured. Oh, that's another fucking line. Lives in infamy from this. Jackie's teammates just doing a terrible job of stabilizing his spine. So they all just pick up. They all, he's potentially got a neck injury and he's knocked out. And they all just pick up a limb and drag him off like a sack of potatoes. Fucking hysterical and great commentary. So good. Um, and then uh, yeah, Coffee Black stands up seeing what his team has done. He refused to go into the game saying he has back spasms. The coach knows. Uh And then at halftime, when he gets up and he takes off his jersey and crosses the floor and goes into the Tropics uh, locker room and the crowd goes nuts, that's a good moment. That is a legitimately good moment moment in this movie, and I'll fight you if you say otherwise. I was like, this is a stupid career move, but it was a really good movie. (laughs) It was a good point in the movie. In real life, I'd be like, you're an idiot. In in the movie, I'm like, yeah, copy black. (laughs) It worked out for everyone because Will Ferrell got to be a promoter and he got to bring his man friend with him. Yes. (laughs) Bobby D, like a son to me. We're the same age. Like a a brother's son. Like a weird brother son is the same exactly the same age. Uh, yeah. Oh, Here, I, I'm looking at the trivia for this. So the grizzly bear in this yes. movie Do killed we? somebody. He killed one of the trainers and the cousin of Will Ferrell's stunt double in 2008. What? Yeah, in April 2008, Rocky the Grizzly Bear, who wrestles Jackie Moon. Killed Stefan Miller, one of his trainers and a cousin of Will Ferrell's stunt double, by biting him on the neck. No way. So this bear is was literally a killer. Yep. <laughs> okay, do we yeah, know go for authenticity? Here's a random question. Do we know if it's the same or a different bear than the one that was in Anchorman? Mm. Because he has a sure. thing with having bears in movies. Like well, I'll tell you that, that bear, was an, bear wasn't invited back for Anchorman too. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Dude, man, you killed somebody. We can't have you back on set. Um, I don't know. That, I, 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 I can't imagine there's like that many trained grizzly bears. Right? Like the odds are it's probably the same bear. It's probably Rocky. Yeah, you're right. Here's something I'll say about the legacy of this film is it's lived on in Halloween. I've occasionally seen a Jackie Moon like Flint Tropics jersey because I know there's like places that sell like movie themed sports jerseys and stuff. Um, but every time I'm at Spirit Halloween or I'm looking at like Halloween costumes and stuff, there is like a Jackie Moon Afro <laughs> always... Flint Tropics like uh, uniform and stuff. Like there is the semi pro uh, Halloween costume still to this day. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, and even if you go to like a Jersey City, there's Flint Tropics jerseys available. Fuck like, yeah. You can go What's buy the... a Jack Moon jersey. I love too, and I love how just like it ends, they win the Mega Bowl and they win fourth place. And then it's just like they just celebrate and the movie ends with good music. Like that's Yeah, a little move on up, a little Curtis Mayfield, although the movie does end with a bear attack. Because then the commissioner gets oh, attacked yeah, by right. that bear. Yeah. Precious yeah. <laughs> to me. It's like the Titanic, but with more bears. <laughs> oh, this was a great rewatch. I'm glad. Now, we what's the one, one we have now. next? We got to watch this. Uh, uh, what was it called? It's the. Oh, I was told straight up, don't watch it. It's 
unwatchably bad. <laughs> I was like, well, that kind of makes me Sold. want to watch it. I'm sorry. I'm in now. It's Kyrie Irving's movie. Oh, that. Oh, um, um, Uncle I'm, Drew. Uncle Drew. Uncle Drew. Yeah, yeah. Uncle Drew. Okay. Okay. Can we first, before we officially tab this, can we make sure that it's on a streaming <laughs> network? Because I am so sick of trying to find these damn films everywhere. Okay. It's on Prime. Okay. <laughs> it is like on Prime. Plower. All right. Yeah, we're good. Okay. So Uncle Drew will be, I guess, the finale. I mean, we're getting close to having actual games to talk about. We'll see. Yeah, I think this that'll probably be the last one. And then because we're in the preseason starts tomorrow. Somewhere yeah. there's a next year somewhere we'll there's a dive into the space jams. Yeah, somewhere um, there's a maybe... like Mike fan going, fuck. I know, I was just like gonna Mike. say. I was just going to say, we got to dive into the like mics next year. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, by this time next year, whoever currently owns the streaming rights to Eddie has determined that, you know, yeah, let's share this with the world those. and not, uh, and Come not, on. yeah, hide out. That sucked. I, I wanted, I was really looking forward to watching Eddie. I'm so pumped for Uncle Drew, though. This looks like shit. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I was told by somebody, they're like, please don't do Uncle Drew. It is unwatchably bad. And I was like, now it's happening. <laughs> I was like, we're doing it. You just scream, don't tell me what to do when you storm out of the room. Yeah. No, for that one, you scream, anything is possible. <laughs> 62% on Rotten Tomatoes, though. So it's apparently oh. 40% better than Semi Pro. Wow. Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> get your crap together, pal. Okay, gentlemen, we got a couple questions from Twitter, and then we'll wrap it up with that. What do you say? Sure. Okay. Let's see here. Um, <laughs> CSWC Andy, can the Knicks win a playoff round this year? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say yeah. yes as well. Yeah, I think yeah. they'll win a round, and like I said, maybe that's enough for Zion to go. Ooh, interesting. Maybe that's where I want to go. New All York right. or Chicago? So it's gonna happen. The Knicks are making moves. The Knicks looked great last year. Julius Randle kind of took a step as that, not the superstar, but like that under superstar level echelon talent. Um, and, and yeah, I think New York's kind of figured things out. James Dolan is staying the hell away from the team. Yep. Uh, no, they're playing. on the they're on the upswing. A couple of years, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the uh, in the East. Like I said, if they manage to land a big fr- a big fish like Zion, sky's mm-hmm. the limit for them. Hmm. Okay, and this one from Adam Kurzenblatt. Do you hate Trey Young because he basically ended the process by knocking the 76ers out of the playoffs? I hate Trey Young for so many reasons. Yeah. I, uh, that's it wasn't him that ended the process. It was Kevin Herter. Let's all be <laughs> let's all be real about it here. That's who I hate. Trey Young was dog shit in that last game. Um yeah, there's many reasons I dislike that person, but uh yeah, go ahead and and put it on there. Uh, also, add the it to taunting, the list. The taunting of the Madison Square Garden crowd when he came out on SmackDown and got involved in that match uh, with uh, Sami Zayn. <sighs> what a dick! Although that's good heel heat, man. I liked how he leaned into it. I, I, th- I don't know if I showed you guys that clip of him when he yeah. showed up on SmackDown in Madison Square Garden as like the manager of the big heel at the time, and everyone just hated him. And he got involved in a match. Oh, I hate him. And he looks like a giant baby. So, Trey Trey Yeah, I'm, I'm not even a 76ers fan, and I absolutely hate him. I don't know. There's just something about his aura, the way he presents himself. I put him in the in the category of Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Like just scathing review. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, this one here from Becca. 
Do you eat your craft dinner with ketchup? No, party foul. Uh, I got a little scoop of ketchup, a little dollop on the plate. And if I want to get some ketchup, I'll dip my fork in there. And that is the amount of ketchup that I'm interested in. And I will is, say if it's answer. leftover KD, ketchup. If it's Wait. not leftover KD, uh, like fresh KD, uh, I put seasoning salt and pepper on it. And when you Now, when you say fresh KD, do you mean Kraft Dinner or Kevin Durant? I'm confused. <laughs> Uh, Kevin Durant. Yeah. It's leftover Kevin Durant. <laughs> it's fresh Kevin Durant. If it's like okay. fresh OKC Kevin Durant, oh, then wait. seasoning yeah. salt and pepper. If it's I, like, yeah, you know, Brooklyn Nets KD, then ketchup. I'm, no. a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a dipping man. I'm never one to commit. Even ketchup on French fries. Anybody who does the yeah, whole not even the really fucking the Picasso thing over or the Jackson Pollock over their french fries that's oh, insanity no. got a dip no. man yeah. you get, i get a little pool over here if i want to have yep. an unketchuped fry i can if i want to control the amount of ketchup i have on this fry i can do that too and it's the well, same you don't get ketchup all over your fingers ketchup's yes. not gravy no and then you come you're, on you're licking your fingers in this covid world yeah. that's not safe to do and then also uh. just getting it i just hate messy foods i can't I barbarian i can't stand them i went to a seafood place in downtown vancouver once called the holy crab it was absolutely delicious but the gimmick is like the tables are all wrapped in like brown like paper and shit right. and they just bring you like a bucket of oh yeah here's this seafood fresh out of the ocean and you got to get your hammers and your clamps and you got to tear this it is the most barbaric shit ever <laughs> you're like, like what am i a carpenter i, would, I just want to eat I would happily spend an extra $20 right now to have someone come and do all this shit for me. Yeah, I didn't want to work. I just wanted to eat. I'm looking this thing in the fucking eyes and I'm breaking <laughs> apart its legs and sucking out the meat and all that stuff. Like, no, this is Take horrible. that water. Look what I'm doing to your, your pets. <laughs> ah, I'm manhandling ah, them. With my torturing hands. <laughs> Ripping their yeah. legs off one no, by one. That's sucking that out is, their meat. I, I don't like wind for that reason because they're just very messy and all Ooh, that sort see, of jazz. I'm a so. big wing guy. It's got to be she a saucy asked, wing. She asked about craft dinner and ketchup. She got a lot of extra food opinions thrown in for good measure. So. <laughs> she really did. I checked. She did say craft dinner. She specified it wasn't KD. Okay. okay. So craft yeah. dinner. We don't I, need I, to use Kevin yeah. Durant. Got it. Yes. So yeah. like maybe if you maybe just week. made it and it's like still like hot off the pot, like out of the pot. Um, seasoning salt and pepper is my go-to. Um, if it's like leftover, it's in a Tupperware container, you're just kind of reheating it, ketchup, because it, it does not keep well. So ketchup kind of masks it a little bit. Yeah, I don't eat leftover craft dinner because I'm not poor. Um, and that oh. was all of the <laughs> <laughs> I see how it oh, is. Oh, this guy was fucking hella jet. And it, yeah, it's Harbor Plains and hella jets. Yeah. And I, bring, I, bring my, I bring my leftover craft dinner on the hella jet in a Tupperware container. I dump it out. <laughs> 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 feeds it to the fishes take that water you take my garbage craft dinner <laughs> i made this three days ago yeah it's <laughs> gross and for poor people like you water <laughs> <laughs> and you don't even have any money water you broke <laughs> money i have more money than you water like, do you even have a 401k Okay, I know we don't have that in Canada, but uh, <laughs> can't we? Go I want to see your RSP you know contributions yeah. right now, Water. Show you know me your TFSA. Yeah. You know what we call it you surfing, but you can—we call it surfing. You can consider it disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> Just swooshing on top of you. 
<laughs> you try to envelop them. You try to come over the top, but they just come Can't right up it. the other side. Can't do it. <laughs> and we got one more question from Disto, because uh, I don't think he understood why I was asking for questions. And he asked why. Because just why? <laughs> well, I was like, I was like, get your questions in. We're recording at 9 59. He's like, why? Because like, my, we because my we answer is why. Try. Yeah. It's because that's that's my answer to the question. Why? Because because we were recording, and then he gave me a thumbs up. So I'm I'm sure he <laughs> understands now. Why D-Stow, come on, bro. Help us out. D- it's, it's not like he's a first-time podcast listener. I know no. D-Stow, I know Disto just consumes them like crazy. Yeah. Great guy. But yes, why? Can we get laugh? Because we all got to try and be a little bit better than our parents were because they provided the roadmap for us. Oh, that's deep, every like year. That. We just got to kind of build on the platform that was laid before us. Uh, that's right. We're all and, just and standing some, on the shoulders of giants. And some quote. of us had good parents. Some of us didn't have good parents, mm-hmm. but it's all about trying to be a little bit better than the generation that came before. Every generation is built up to you. Make them proud. What they said. Anything is possible. <laughs> Anything is possible. <laughs> end off on this massively. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think eat that, celery. Eat oh, eat celery. Um, I think that about wraps up. More celery, up, Sean, less drugs. You yep. have more celery, less drugs. Yep. Well, I think that wraps it up. We'll throw it to the outro. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into the Van Slam podcast. Vancouver's only, to our knowledge, NBA podcast. For Sean Warren and Jay Bowman, I have been Joshua Griffith, and this has been a presentation of the Area 51 Sports Network. Check out all the variety of podcasts that the Area 51 Network provides, including Point Shot Hockey with your very own Sean Warren, Capspace Wins Cups, a hockey and F1 podcast, and Avid Discussers podcast. You can get more of Bowman and his 76ers takes on the sixth best Canucks podcast, but the first best 76ers, Canucks, movies, wrestling, and pop culture podcast. Trust the process with Wyatt the Stanchion Art, a presentation of the Hockey Podcast Network. If you're a movie fan, make sure to check out At The Movies 10 Years Later, as Bowman and J9 break down the movies that dominated the box office 10 years Chances are you can't get enough of them, and that's perfect, as Nation Extreme Wrestling has started a podcast along with an amazing brand that will bring local wrestling to Vancouver and surrounding areas. You can catch more of me, Joshua Griffith, on the Sports Talklight Network covering the Vancouver Whitecaps and on the Unnamed Sports Show. If you enjoyed what you listened to today, make sure to subscribe and rate the podcast wherever you listen. For Apple users, we are up and running, so make sure to leave that five-star rating and a comment. For the Van Slam podcast, on behalf of Sean Bowman and myself, until next time, NBA fans. Someone lands a blow. I'm like, hooray, he landed a blow. Then his face opens up and it's the, the bad guy. I'm like, no, not the good guy. <laughs> Um, at least this one, they are different colors. Yeah. Uh, but I will say I did have a similar issue with determining what was going on. Who's who did that? Okay, who did that? But um, fair. I also found myself really wish, and I know they can't do it. I'm not stupid. I know how the business works. But I found myself really wanting a hard R.
rating. Like, yeah, you're doing they did fine enough with carnage creating carnage in the PG 13 realm or whatever the fuck it was. But give, uh, give me that Deadpool world, yes, like, go fucking go for it. Let's yeah. see, so, like, what am I watching? I don't know why. Uh, I read the script while I was on vacation for no reason at all, then I decided to watch the movie. But you ever see 30 Days of Night 2007? Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Is so that, that the, the sex movie? No. That's uh, fucking 40 Days and 40 Nights. Oh. Although, I didn't realize how similar those titles were. Yeah. Oh, that's a new way of looking at it. No, it's based off a uh, gr- short-run graphic novel. Uh, basically, he's a sheriff in Alaska, and this town uh, in no- from November to December, uh, the sun sets, and it doesn't rise for 30 days. So, hence the right. 30 days of night. Now, who do you think is going to capitalize on that sort of shit? Vampires? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so vampires mm-hmm. descend on this town and uh, do a little feasting. And, uh, yeah, there's survivors. And it's a horror sort of deal. The movie's not very good. Um, you just but, like it because uh, Ben Foster's in it. He is in it. Thank you. Yes, good. <laughs> good. You looked it up, didn't you? Yeah, he I was like, great. I scrolled to Ben Foster and I was like, oh, okay. He's the like, first guy you no, see in it, it. So, sold. <laughs> is um, he a vampire? No, not mm. really. No. Mm. Uh, but uh, yeah, like, again, it's, it's, I'm, very violent, vicious, all that sort of stuff, which certain movies and properties lend themselves to that. If they even think about doing Blade PG, fuck all the way off with that. Leave no territory unfucked off on, right? Like, that has to be... Like, Deadpool's the same thing, and I feel like they realize that, which is good, but uh, yeah, Disney, now that it has everything under its hat, kind of needs to... Because they're doing a Morbius movie, Sony is as well. With, I think it's like right. Jared Leto or whatever, and I hope it's not like the Spider-Man cartoon. You remember the cartoon, Morbius, where he liked plasma, and he had like weird <laughs> fucking like uh, suckers on his hands, and he would yeah. just grab your wrist, <laughs> and that's how he'd suck your plasma? It's a fucking vampire! He bites necks and sucks blood! What You're are like, we What doing if he here? wasn't, and he was instead like a leech? Yeah! What if he was like a leech what instead? Is- no, yeah. no, 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 that's not his character. I yeah. know you are a 1994 cartoon on Saturday mornings, and you can't have him running around biting folks' necks. But you are doing a film version of it. Can we get some neck biting, please? If he has the fucking suckers on his hands, I'm oh. walking right out of the theater, and I'm going to say, this is bullshit, and walk out. Sometimes I want yeah. to do that. Like, you guys, you watch a movie. Yeah, you see, you see cinema and film. Yeah, uh, you ever watch a movie and someone gets up and walks out like you're enjoying it, and then someone just gets up and like trudges out, and you kind of self-examine like, oh, is this is this shit? Is this not a good movie? What's why did what was the problem? It's, and it's like it's not like oh, they're going to the bathroom. Like they make like, a production, they leaving. grab yeah. their jacket, they storm out and stuff. Uh, I go for free, <laughs> so there are times where I'm like, I should just go tell a really good movie and at some point in disgust just shake my head and get up and walk out and make people go what how was titanic oh it was okay but just halfway through before the boat even sank some guy just scoffed got up and stormed out it's wild as soon as they killed thanos in the first like couple scenes 
He just got up and stormed out. It's they cut over. his head game. Well, I guess there's nothing more for me to see. Like, well, they cut it. his head off. <laughs> Fuck this. So we're on Schindler's list, and this guy gets up and says, "Fuck that! I don't believe this movie." Never Walks seen out. it. <laughs> yeah, this is so unrealistic. Never about... seen it. Never will. Black and white. Come on, I didn't pay for that. Well, this red <laughs> dress. What's this shit? Or is it red jacket or something? I don't know. That's all I know about it. I've, I know also, there was never, a, I've also never seen Schindler's yeah, List. Yeah, yeah. I, I know there was a list. And I know wow. the girl, a little girl wore a red jacket. It was the only bit of color in the whole movie, uh, which made it. I think the gimmick was uh, at towards the end of the movie, they're looking at like piles of clothes or whatever from people they've uh, they've they've killed, and then you see the red dress or the red jacket mm. in the pile of clothes. Like, oh my goodness, they killed that little girl. Gotcha. Like, they yeah, wanted that, that, it to stand out a little bit more. That so. is all I know about Schindler's List, and it won the Oscar, and uh, it's very heavy. All I know yeah. about that movie is uh, from what I've seen from Life's Too Short that. Um, Liam Neeson got the the role because he's so he's, great at making lists. He's a, he loves lists, <laughs> and he checks and, them twice. <laughs> no, and he, and he that was it. I'd like to do some improvisational comedy now. <laughs> I said to Steven Spielberg, "I'm very good at making lists." He said, "That's <laughs> perfect." And then they laugh, and then they're like, "That's not funny." What? What a great scene! <laughs> yeah, Sean, have you watched that yet? Schindler's List. No, no, no. Oh. Um, we've established we were all on uncultured swines. Um, yes. No, the life's too short skit with um, Liam Neeson. Watch the whole show. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah the the whole there's show there's is... only one season, isn't there? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The yeah, whole yeah. show is just cringy. Like, you know what the show's about? <laughs> no, I'm, I don't know if I've ever heard of us. Do, you know oh, do you know who Warwick Davis is? Maybe if you, I look them up, you do. You, you do. Well, know who you Warwick fit well Davis on the is. show because no one knows who Warwick Davis is, but everybody kind of knows who Warwick Davis is, and that's the hook. Warwick I know him from it. Willow. The the stuff with oh, his yeah, wife yeah. is okay. hilarious. Oh, yeah. I know. Uh, and Cat Dealey and all that. Oh man, it's good. Yeah, so basically, it's like a fake, real documentary show or whatever about him and his agency for little people actors and the fact that he is like so self-obsessed and so like egotistical but also so um what's the word i'm looking for um oh god i cannot find it but uh he's like neurotic and empathetic yeah neurotic empathetic and thinks he's like better than he is but is also just really really you know um yeah so Stephen Merchant and Ricky Gervais play themselves on the show, and he pretends like they're like big buds. Uh, he's always dropping <laughs> by their office and stuff. And yeah, he's there once, and then Liam Neeson comes in to meet with Gervais and Merchant about a uh, project, and then decides he wants to do some improv comedy. That's what he wants to conquer next. Liam Neeson does, and uh, well, the results speak for themselves. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, it's it's good to watch. Like that scene is really good. There's a scene with Johnny Depp, I think, from the second episode at the office which is uh which is really good but worth it to watch the whole show i rewatched it recently apropos of nothing i think i was scrolling through something i'm like oh they have life's too short and then i watched the whole thing and man it is oh it's cringy <laughs> that's awesome yeah i'll have to look into that because uh i love steven merchant too he's hysterical it, it, it's it's really really good like that that's the scene with liam neeson you're gonna be howling all the <laughs> way literally howling Josh, the wedding. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Ah, gentlemen, it's good. It's a good. It's a good program. It's a very, very good program. Uh, yeah, Sean Ward, stay the hell away from any spoilers. I would inc- encourage you just to stay offline at all. Do you know anything about mm-hmm. the mid credit scene from Venom? Um, I know, I know oh. that there is one, and it's insane. That's okay. Yeah, stop. Yeah, don't. Uh, what time are you seeing the show? Ten. Oh my goodness, you got a long way to go. I know. So, yeah, I've um, I've become fairly good at kind of getting hiding from spoilers on Twitter. Um, mm. I I kind of go in and I start muting words. So like after this, I'll start muting words, like anything to do with Venom, Carnage, um, <laughs> the hashtag, the whole hashtag, I'll mute all of it. Yeah. My, my problem is when somebody like, I've had people just kind of spoil things. Like I don't mind if people are like, oh, I watched it. It's really good. Like that's cool. Like uh, Obviously, I want to see that because then I know that it's going to be good. Yeah, uh, well, you have those people in your life that kind of form your like barometer um, of taste. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, okay, good. Now I can like relax a little bit and know that I'm I'm looking for. I can truly look forward to this film, and I'm not worried that they're going to ruin him. Um, I've been looking forward to Carnage for like well over a decade now. Yeah, so. Harrelson, Harrelson's the man for it. Absolutely. Yeah. When he showed up in the post credits of Venom One or whatever, I'm like, oh, that's oh, good man. casting. Uh, Ooh, that's good casting. I yeah. was like, they better do a second one, and they better not just leave it here. Because you know how some movies do that? Like they're like, oh, Venom One didn't do as good as we thought. We won't make Venom Two. Oh yeah, I'm like, Green, no, Green Lantern comes you. to mind. Yeah, Mark <laughs> Strong puts on the yellow ring and turns all yellow. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm evil now. Nope, never gonna see that payoff. Nope, eh. gone. That's it. Yeah, but um, no, like I said, if you like, like, I thought the first one was okay. I thought it was, you know, good enough to warrant another kick at the can. Like, I don't put it in the same class as like the first X-Men movie or a first Fantastic Four. That's kind of how I feel about it, where X-Men 1 was good enough to warrant. Let's let's do this again. It's a moderate success. Let's increase that budget. Let's tell some bigger stories. Fantastic Four, the one with Chris Evans from 2005. Again, in and of itself, not a great movie, but good enough where they can do another one. And let's try and expand on some of this yeah. stuff and make things with a little bit more confidence. You ever see the two Hellboy films? Oh, yeah. Long time the ago. The Ron though. Perlman ones. Yeah. Okay. Ron in Perlman. the background. Very, yeah, very, very different movies for a couple of reasons. But one, they were like the first one they made. Not a lot of confidence there. Uh, Guillermo del Toro hadn't, you know, necessarily been like a big proven box office draw and stuff. So you could tell they kind of really held back, and a lot of studio notes made their way through and stuff. And then Hellboy 2 came out. Not only was the first one a moderate-ish success or whatever, but Guillermo del Toro at that point had won the Oscar for Pan's Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. So they basically let him do whatever the fuck he wanted. Like, every time a studio was like, oh, actually, Guillermo, I don't think. Sorry, I can't hear you. I got this Oscar right here. Yeah. It's the, <laughs> my Oscar here says we're doing this. And uh, <laughs> Hellboy 2 I actually thought was was quite good, a lot better than the first one because more confidence and i feel that way about venom there will be carnage as well is that they Mm. know what they did in the first one worked they know people liked it so they'll lean into that with a bit more confidence and then they can expand on some of that stuff so yeah but i feel it's it's definitely still in the same lane as the first one with the comedy between the two of them and everything and the pg-ish violence and all that but i'm just a you know 
give me a mask person yeah give me give me a mask like like their name his name is carnage like there, like there should be carnage <laughs> there's yeah there, there should be uh it's funny because I, I searched i double checked to see how many post credits things there was or you know because i'm always running a, a tight bathroom game at the end of these movies and those marvel ones are bullshit like guys i gotta pee you I can't know. be doing this <laughs> yeah i stay with you through the whole runtime. wait for 15 minutes after okay yeah like, there's <gasps> end credits that's fun is there an end credits there is you bastards never once did i think i could probably go pee and then come back and i'll be fine i don't know mm-hmm. why i still sit there like a jackass i guess i don't want the people to think we've all been in those theaters when like a marvel film ends and, and people, people just get, get up, up and leave and you're like noob. Get up and go like you idiots <laughs> Uh, pardon me, idiots. Do you not know that there's going to be at least I've one? I've been thing? doing this for 10 years, you yeah. idiots. Yeah. They only fucking set the standard for this. You're just going to get up and go? Oh, I hope you enjoy those extra three minutes you have at home. Uh, you know, My favorite the... now is that like people do it for every movie just in case. I'm like, okay, look, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's no end scene for Free Guy. Like, get I'm up and go. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> they are going to open up the Dear Evan Hansen universe. <laughs> and we are going to see characters from the Hamilton B-E-H-U. crossover. Yeah. People from Come From Away are going to cross over. It's going to be nuts. The movie musical universe, that's that's the real. They're going to go to a Cloud9 superstore. They're going to, oh man, it's going to Oh, be I can't nuts. believe they're teasing West Side Story. Holy <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's just all musicals. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, oh, that'd be great. Is that uh, is that uh, high school musical now getting crossed over? Wow, Zach Efron still in high school. Hey, unreal. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you right now. I don't. He's know. very much a grown man now. <laughs> <laughs> He's still playing a high school. Hey, if dear Evan Hansen can get along with it, I don't know how they how I feel about them using CGI to resurrect Gene Kelly to bring Singing in the Rain into this musical cinematic universe. But you know what? It looks impeccable. It, so it worked. Done this ten years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gene Kelly. Gene Kelly was amazing. If you're gonna yeah. pull in some music, you gotta get some Willy Wonka in there too. So to the to the that's Gene yeah, Wilder. There you go. Gene oh, Wilder. Who did you say? Also good. I said Gene yeah. Kelly singing in the rain. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Read a book, Joshua sorry, Griffin. Sorry. Farther. My farther favorite back. thing about Gene Wilder is like on Facebook, jokingly, people will be like, "Oh, Gene Wilder just died. R.I.P." And it still like happens to this day. Like people. <laughs> there are those celebrities that are up there like, that he's been we dead should... for like. Ever now, we should batten down the hatches because they're going to be impactful and they are going to happen sooner than we think. Uh, two of them come to mind for me. This is taking a dark turn. Uh, Christopher Lloyd, obviously, like Gene mm-hmm. Hackman is going to fucking devastate yeah. me. To I was no going to say, Gene Hackman, uh, going to hit me like a sledgehammer to the heart. Eddie White, we talked uh, about yeah, Gene Eddie last White, week, of course. Yep, uh, I think uh, John Goodman oh, is up man. there. Yeah, that's that's, that's gonna happen, and then also, um. Oh fuck! I just watched him in something last week. Uh, oh my god, Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, yeah. John, you ever watch Camp Nowhere? I remember pimping out Camp Nowhere. Too. No, uh, I haven't yet. I need to though. <laughs> I will this week. I'm on afternoon shift this week, so I, I, I'll watch it. Um, hey, what's oh, happening? Another one that? too is oh, Clint ahead. Eastwood. Oh my goodness. He's the same age as Gene, which I brought up, I think, last mm-hmm. time. But uh yeah, but as here's much the, as he's Gene, like a awful Gene's, now, he's yeah. he's still like he's a, a legend. legend. Oh, yeah. like Jack Nicholson. That's another yeah. one that's yeah. quietly gonna happen at some point. 
you know, sooner rather than later, Jack Nicholson, this number is going to come up and that's going to send shockwaves. Mike, through, Michael uh, Keaton too. Like they're all getting, like, yeah, guys, they're all hitting 70. Yeah. Keaton yeah. looks great though. Yeah. I watched, yeah, um, true. He the does founder. look really good. Oh the yeah. Time, the other that's night. A good movie. Oh, yeah. that Pacino? Is... Pacino, oh, Pacino. That's old. Um, oh, De and then, De Niro, all of yeah, De Niro too. He's really old. Al Pacino's um, got a place in the news on Vancouver Island here. Hmm. Well, and then too, like you think musically as well. Like um, we had Rolling Stones drummer pass away this year, and that sent shockwaves through everybody. And I'm like, it's not really that guy. shocking. Like the guy is yeah. like a hundred years old. Like I'm surprised that we're still talking about Mick Jagger. Like it's that like he's still some, alive. Like yeah, it's like when at some point like, he's gonna pass too. Oh, it's like, oh, my grandma died. Oh, I'm so sorry. How old were they? Oh, they were 95. Okay. Like, that's a congrats. good run. Better, yeah. That's, <laughs> I, I always joke I'm around. Not, I say condolences, but honestly, I'm just not sad for cap, you, my dude. That's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's a good run. And yeah. probably, let's be real about it. There are probably the last seven or eight years that maybe you could have just cashed out. 